Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good afternoon, kids. I'm back on the radio. I know you guys are all excited because you think I've been slacking all week long, but no, actually, I'm making up for it today. I have three back-to-back shows today. We have 1 o'clock, which is, of course, the Bitter Party of Five. I'm so excited I can't stand it, so I'll try to make this very quick so we can get them on the line. Bitter Party of Five, 1 o'clock, 5 o'clock, DJ Young Slade, 6 o'clock, David Fernandez Jr. on my sister show, Sun Spotlight. So without further ado, I'm going to try to get every single one of the cast members on the line, and we'll start our interview. So let's see who we've got first. Hello. Hello. Which one have I got? You've got the one and only, the best one you have, bitterest one, Jason Antoon. How are you? I know. Yay. I'm wonderful. I'm excited. I was just looking at your art. I'm so excited to talk to you about that. I was just peeking into your oh, art sweet. Before, so I'm really glad that nice. you're here. Yes. So we'll talk about that. So hold on. Let me get, um, we've got two more on here. So just one second. No worries. Hello. Yes. Hi. Hi, it's Romy. Which one have I got? Oh, oh you got Romy. Hi, Romy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Hi. I'm, I'm um, doing okay. I'm managing. I'm nervous. But I'm here. Oh, no. How are you? Nothing to be nervous about. You've got the prettiest one, which is Jason, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was Greg, so I was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm really nervous about talking to Greg. So hold on, boys and girls. Just give me one second. got another person to get on here. I think Trisha. Hello? Hello? Hi. Yeah. Trisha? Yes. Hi. How are, you? How are you guys? I'm good. How are you? Hi. Wait, did, uh, Romy, did We're you say that Jason was the prettiest? Well, no, 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 but then you actually sound the prettiest. I, I don't have a job if I'm not the prettiest. I thought oh, that was my oh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you know, I just say that because Jason's, you, you, you know, as sensitive he can get. Yeah, all right. Well, just keep it to yourself. Oh, well, he's the prettiest foreigner. Oh, funny. <laughs> We're two minutes in, and they're starting already. This is going to be great. I'm going to have to raffle in all of these guys. I'm already intimidated. Okay, well, we have three out of five of you so far. So hi and welcome to the show. And you probably don't know a darn thing about me, do you? I know a whole lot about you, but you probably know nothing about me. But that's okay. You're from Michigan. You're from Michigan, Cindy. Nice try. I'm from Wisconsin. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm actually close. Yes, I'm very close to to university. Yes, I went to the University of Madison. I I did. I know, and I know, and I know you did commercial work in Chicago. Oh, my God, you do know a lot. <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, you're about to find out just how much I know. That's my job is to bring you on my show make you look really, really great. So I have a question awesome. for you three. Um, since you're the three out of the five so far, we can either talk about y'all first or we can talk about the show first. So what's your preference? It's Let's talk your about show. the show. Let's yeah. so people know who the hell we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say I agree with you. Let's start talking about y'all, um, only because of the fact that you're just you're absolutely wonderful. So I kind of have a – I have general questions for each and every one of you. So I'll kind of go through. I'll tell the audience a little bit about you, and you guys can kind of respond one at a time. Um, You can be your own ringleader, so to speak, because in the past I've done this, and everybody kind of interjects. So I'll let you guys boss and do what you want to do. How does that sound? Oh, well, you know, you're you're going to be sorry you said that, but a Uh a best of Okay, I'm just going to bite my nails, listen, and be like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Um, Obviously, everybody has an origin, as we all know. So. I want to talk about your backstory a little bit. Um, obviously, of course, I know. Um, Jason, you're, as I understand this right, were you formally started in California, went to New York, went back to California? or I was, Yes. I was born and raised in, in the Palisades in, in Santa Monica, and I lived in Sherman Oaks, okay. and I went to Carnegie Mellon in Pittsburgh, went to New York for 15 years, came back in 2009. 
Okay, gotcha. I wanted to make sure of that. Okay, and Trisha, I know you were for birthplace in Melrose, Massachusetts. Grew up in Lorange, Illinois, which is very close yep. to me. Very happy to say that. Yay! Wonderful. Yeah. Romy, I'm sorry, but I'm an idiot. I've looked, I've looked, I've looked, and no one can tell me where you're from. So I feel like See? an idiot journalist. Where do you reside wow. originally? Well, no, no, no. It's because I'm, I'm, I'm as old as time, and so right around. <laughs> I think I might be the Virgin Mary. Lies. I'm not sure that I created Lies. everyone. I'm not sure. No, um, I, I was born in New York and lived there till um, I was like nine, and then we moved to Los Angeles, and then I went to um, college at Northwestern, yeah, right outside Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Well, I want you guys to maybe speak to the listeners a little bit, each one of you, in terms of just tell us a little bit about how your childhood helped to, to share your eventual path to this participation in the pros that you do, meaning sometimes people as a kid, they, they wake up one morning, they're eight, nine years old, and they're like, I want to act, that's all I want to do. So maybe just kind of tell us a little bit of your background in terms of where where did this passion emanate from? Uh, I was I would say from my abusive father. So oh. I. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh Jesus! It's one of those. One of those. <laughs> <laughs> terrible! It's just terrible. No, I love my dad, but you know it was a tough childhood. So I took the painting and art. No, I was an athlete. My I, I grew up in a family of athletes, and you know my my brother was played minor league ball for, uh, in the Royals in Eugene Emeralds. And I wasn't as good as him, so, and I was always a jokester. And I constantly was drawing and painting and acting and making jokes on the football field. And I just, you know, one day I was at a Mike Tyson fight. Uh, like someone was throwing a party for a Mike Tyson fight. My brother's oldest friend said, I can lift you in the air and throw you. And I said, no, you can't. And he did. He gave me a concussion. And I stopped sports, and I went to Europe, and I got into painting. I got into acting. It was a great way to get to get ladies, and that's sort of my truncated version of how I came to get into acting and arts and music. And okay. Wow, I didn't know any of that. Okay. Trisha, did you? No, know any of that no, either. Fascinating. <laughs> Just, I mean, first See, of all, the things. concussion explains so much. <laughs> uh, it's, it's totally true. He threw me. Uh, he raised me up in the air like a barbell. Barbell. He threw me. I landed. Then my head smacked, and I completely didn't know if my brother graduated from high school. I didn't know where I was. I didn't know my anything. And, and then I backpacked through Europe with my sister, and I was like, "Look at the street artists and the street musicians and theater and movies." Oh, no. and oh dear. So, wow. I don't mind. I, 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 like I honestly, that. I. I you know, I don't mean to laugh at the sad clown, but oh, my yeah. God! Right? right? It means. I mean, it explains a lot, right? Totally. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, you're up next. Um, well, I, I, um, I was always kind of, you know, I, I remember in fifth and sixth grade, I would, I would uh, memorize different like commercials, like the Harvey's Bristol Cream commercial and the Charlie commercial, and my teachers would call me up in front of the class whenever the kids were bored or weren't paying attention, and I would have to perform for them to like. So I remember kind of always being a little bit of a performer, but my first sort of like taste of it was um, I was cast as Huckleberry Finn in um, like one of the very first cases of genderless casting ever ever in like a seventh grade play um, of Tom Sawyer, obviously. And um, I remember for some reason getting a laugh. I don't know that if I was trying to be funny, but I got a laugh and I was like, oh, this is awesome. So I, I kind of got the bug that day and, um, you know, and I just started buying books and 
and I joined a theater group that met on weekends, and, you know, I, I got my first agent when I was 16 and was doing commercials in the city, and, you know, and that was kind of it. But it was that moment when I got a laugh playing Huckleberry Finn. That's the moment I remember. Cool. Yeah. Okay, Roman, you're up. Um, well, um, I was actually raised in the entertainment um, business. My dad was a producer, and he used to do movies of the week, like um, classics for the television, like Man, Iron Mask, and Count of Monte Cristo, and, and all those sorts of things. So from the time I was 12, I, I worked on – every summer I worked on his sets. So I think that I was always kind of lo- – I mean, lo- was the entertainer of the family, was the baby the family loved to kind of, you know, be the um, – uh, controller of, of, of all the moods, but I was, um, in Man and Iron Mask at 12, I was, I was an extra as a lady-in-waiting and had to curtsy for what felt like, you know, 23 hours at, at once, and I was standing behind, you know, Sir Ralph Richardson and, um, and Louis Jardin, who was in Gigi, and I just thought, this sucks and it's great. Um, and, and, and then I just kind of, I went on um, and did a lot of improv, and then when I went to Northwestern, I was a theater major and then a film major, and, you know, on from there. And so I guess I could say it was in my blood. Yes, and it sure sounds like it is. And, and by the <laughs> way, just so you ladies know this, and this is no diss against Jason, of course, and I don't think he's going to want me to say this, but you really are very beautiful women. And I'm not just saying this on my show right now. I've actually yeah. looked at you, and you're very cute. Jason, I wow. you pretty or that beautiful, is but I still thing. hate that. So. I mean, Cindy, I think your shirt should be called Blue is the Warmest Color. I mean, what's going on? <laughs> you know, yeah, I'll be nice to Jason eventually here. Okay. I'm going to talk about your art in a nice way, okay? I mean, I'll give you that. Okay, yeah, sure. We'll get into that. Right. I promise you. I promise. I you're promise. I do. Okay. Ouch. On to phase two. We're going to talk a little bit about this. And I've interviewed a number of different actors, and it's strange to me that it seems that um, actors are a house divided on their view of this. So I'm going to give people a little insight on you in terms of your educational background. Um, Some actors um, say that there's a necessity to be educated in one's craft in school, whereas some of the mentality of um, education really belongs coming from the stage exclusively. So I'm just going to go ahead and um, list. Jason, of course, was at Carnegie Melton University. Trisha, of course, UW-Madison. Yeah, and Romy, of course, Northwestern University and Harvard-Westlake. So maybe if each one of you could address that issue, what is your stance on that in terms of uh, is your best education live on stage or did most of it come from your actual formal education? Well, I I chose to major in TV and film production because I wanted, I knew I wanted to act, but I I also knew that that what you said is true, that the best experience is actually the doing and the getting out there and the doing plays and all that stuff. But also I I knew that I could take classes for the rest of my life in acting wherever, you know, whenever. Um, So I wanted to learn a little bit about the opposite side of the camera. So I chose to study that. And, you know, has it helped me? I think maybe it's made me a little bit more of a patient actor. I kind of get what's going on behind the scenes and, um, you know, and it, I have a, 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 an appreciation for all the work that goes on, um, you know, on that side. So um, that's the route I took. Okay. I think that um, kind of what uh, Trisha said is that I, I started as a theater major and then, and then I also became a radio TV film uh, major because I knew that I would predominantly – be more geared towards a TV and film. Although now that I'm older, I'm dying to do theater, and I and I can't get a job. But um, I I I really do think that you 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 
gain the experience and you gain the knowledge from that. And exactly what Trisha said is that you can take classes and you can learn technique, but I, I don't know if you can be taught how to act. I think you can be uh, taught and, and, you know, it's like practice makes perfect or with certain styles, with Shakespeare and all of that. And all of that practice will make you better. But I think that just mm-hmm. going out there and doing it um, rather than just just sitting in a classroom, you know, is 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 definitely yeah. the way to do it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, mm-hmm. for me at Carnegie Carnegie Mellon, I think you called it Meltem, Cindy. So you need to do I your did. research next time. Ouch. It's Carnegie Carnegie Ouch. Mellon, as an Andrew Mellon. <laughs> or Honeydew. Is, I'm almost I'm almost twenty years later. I'm almost paying the, my uh, student loans off. I've almost paid it all off. Can you believe it? Oh my God. But. Oh my God! I, really? Those old schools, those old schools that used to train for theater. When I went there, it was to train you for repertory companies. It was to train you to be able to play King Lear and then play this part. Sorry, my, I'm taking care of my child right now, so he's yelling at me. That's okay. It's to play. You're being trained to play all these different roles in a repertory company. And repertory companies, they're still around, but they're not as uh, prevalent anymore. So you learn this training. You learn these different styles of acting. You don't necessarily learn what you're good at when you come out in the real world. What are you? Like people were like, you know, people were like, you're going to be a cab driver in these TV shows, and I was like, I don't want to be a cab driver. I don't want to be a terrorist. <laughs> I, and so I, I make that decision when you come out. You're like, oh my god, I fit into. It doesn't matter how good you played Hamlet at school. It doesn't matter how good you played Romeo or if you were in an Ibsen play. Because you come out and you're like, no, we've got real people who look like that could play those parts. Yeah. You're, you know, it's not no longer being an actor. You're being a type when you come out. So I think those right. schools have now adopted to those programs and having film. They have film classes now where you can act in front of the camera. So you're not coming. And I remember my one of my first auditions for Law and Order out of school, and I was playing a guy who was robbing someone. And I was like, give me the money. Give it to me now. You know, and they're like, hey, you're over-pronunciating everything. You got to, there's like, give me the money. Give me, you know, you throw it away and you got to be that guy. So it's, a, it's weird training versus, I think training is good when you're on Broadway. I did a Broadway show. I learned how to, how to preserve my voice for a two-year run. There's a lot of great stuff about training. But, you know, they give all those great parts to the British actors now. So, really. So true. Yeah. So true. Now, before we move on to the next thing, just a general quick question. This is a curiosity question of mine. Are any of you interested, or do you think how, do you think it's pertinent at all to do continuing education? I mean, even though you are where you are right now, would you even consider that, or would you think that that's something that you just don't need at this point? Uh, you mean uh, you mean college? Uh, you mean college, or, or I mean yeah. you know like grad school or door or mean, taking classes? I was acting. just going to say, some of the actors have told me like they do continuing educational classes in acting just to keep themselves sharp from that perspective. But no, sometimes you know you get to that point where you're like you don't need to do that. Nope. I, oh. Nope. I think sometimes it what can shock. be fun. It, it you know because there are times where especially you know in auditioning and how competitive competitive it is out there is that you just want right. to you know it's like going to a gym you just want to work out and I think that that would be more my impetus to go and take class and to learn to learn something new. Yeah. You know? Okay. I mean, you know, okay. for, for all intents and purposes, doing bitter, at, at least for me, was like an improv class. I mean, it was, I, you know, here I was with four other brilliant actors, so I learned from them, and I'm not, I mean, believe me, I blow, 
I blow a lot of smoke up there, you know what, but I'm actually being very, very serious. And so to me, doing bitter with these four other people was definitely like an improv class. And so, and it was a workout. Yeah, for sure. Sure. I imagine. Gotcha. Okay. Well, next part we're talking about professional. Yeah, you guys are making me not talk right. See, I am nervous. Professional slash personal roles. Roles are very important. Um, if you knew me well enough, you would know, and I say this on my show every time, and I truly mean it. The most of celebrities in two things. If you're successful professionally and personally, obviously all of you. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> we'll just get a control on the dog. Um, speaking from a celebrity standpoint, all of you, I, I'm just so elated. Not only are you a celebrity in your own right as it relates to the acting and the things you've done there, but on a personal level as well, I think that you're both, you're just, you're all amazing. That's all I can say about that. God, I'm talking I about like you a so lot. So I'm going to tell the audience. You're going to like me even more as we go along. I'm going to try. And by the way, the next time you say pain in the butt, you can't say ass because I'm internet radio in case. But I'm oh, trying okay. to be very good and not to. Oh, I'm just going to say ass um, just about, I'm just going to say it now, ass. Okay. Ass. See, now it's all there. And we've done it. Okay. okay. There you go. <laughs> all right. I'm going to tell the audience a little bit about your expertise, and then I'll have two questions for each of you that are relative to this. Um, just so that everybody knows, Romy's titles are as follows, as far as I can remember all of them. Actress producer, writer, also, of course, wife, animal advocate, and from what I hear, she's an excellent crier. Uh, Trisha, yeah. Yeah. you are an actress, writer, producer, a wife, a mother. You've also published an artist resource book, and you have a line of greeting cards called Heart Songs. Yes. Yeah. Jason, as Both they call him the jackass of all trades, what a surprise that they would say that. Um, actor, writer, director, producer, painter, husband, and he does tremendous art. But I have to ask this question about the art. So first we'll start with Jason. What's with the bananas? The banana fish that I've been painting or drawing since I was in high school. I took art school in high school because I wanted to actually be a painter. And then you, you, know, you take this AP course and you get graded and then you submit it. But I actually got in for acting and I was like, well, I'll go, I'll go for acting and I'll um, paint in the meantime because I, I, there's no way to minor at Carnegie Mellon for painting because acting is so extensive, you have no time for it. So I just started painting. But when I was like dealing with, I, I never could write a diary, so I actually started to draw banana fish, bananas, and I, however I felt that day, I would either be bruised like a banana, and I would make a whole scenario. I still have my original diary drawings of the banana fish. And if I felt good, I'd be like more like a, like a fresh greenish banana with no spots or bruises on it, you know, like how a banana ages on your kitchen table. But it really it stems mm-hmm. from my obsession with J.D. Salinger. He has a story called The Perfect Day for Banana Fish. Anybody's read that, they'll sort of find the parallels to it, meaning – so I just use that sort of imagery of what a banana fish would look like and use it as an illustrative diary. So that's what it comes from. And, you know, it sort of represents just how I feel. So it's really where and they're it comes beautiful. from. I have to say that. I mean, they really are very oh, beautiful. Oh, thank you. Um, I you're the only You're probably the last one to look at I'm the website in the last somehow years. Oh, my God, that's ridiculous. Do you show your art anywhere? I mean, I've tried to, I'm just waiting to get, you know, more, um, I don't want to say famous because that sounds like I'm an asshole. Oh, sorry, I'm a butthole? What can you say? say No, no, ass. You can say asshole. You can say shit. Yeah, you can say anything. But, you know, know, it it really is about, like, how much, you know, if you're, you know, you see a lot of famous actors who who have been painters, but no one cares. Right. You know, it's it's really difficult to, to, to pursue a, 
a, a painting um, uh, career without really, really, it's like being a stand-up comic. You really have to go do it and do it and do it and do it. And, and, and you know, yeah. you really have to go on the road and do it and do all this. And that's the same thing as a painter. So in the meantime, I've been doing it until, I don't know, you know, I get more followers on Twitter and I get verified. No, I'm kidding. Um, but so I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of lazy about it. I sort of, I'm a jackass of all trades. That's the thing is I can play music. I write songs. I, I do everything. I can do push-ups. I can. Oh, no, wait. Really? Push-ups? I've I'd never like seen, seen that. Like yeah. I can do 10 aggressive push-ups straight with a flat. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not quite sure what that means, but. I challenge you the next time we all see each other. Yeah. I will do the tenth one. I will lie there for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't say how long hey, I was going to uh, take. Sorry. Hi. Hi. I don't know what happened there. I lost you all of a sudden. That was really oh, weird. Oh, you did? Wasn't <laughs> okay. We just didn't didn't notice. All of a sudden it got quiet, and I'm like, did you not notice I was gone for like three minutes? Or two minutes? Oh, it's it's connected. Good it's like, oh, we're actors. Good no, you well, know. Um, hello, actors, I am a really so. good listener. And just so that you know, Jason, the reason I asked that is because I'm coming to L.A. in two weeks, and I wanted to see your art. Oh. Oh, my art? Wow, it's all in the garage. No, the guy like, next to you. Yes, you! <laughs> I wanted to see your art because I, I have a fellow um, actor friend. Well, I'm sure you probably know him. Do you know Michael Ornstein from Sons of Anarchy? Um, oh, I mean, I know who he is. I don't know him, though, personally. Yeah, he does a lot of art, and I get to see it, but I don't get to see it in person. And when I come to L.A., I'm not going to get to see it. So I thought, well, who else could I see that has art? Oh, Jason. Well, I mean, it's but if you're not showing in my garage on top of each other. It's not like it's beautifully oh, shown okay. right now. But, you Just know, got I mean, excited for nothing. It's like I like you know you come. It sounds like I'm like selling it on Craigslist, and you come and I pull it out of the dusty garage. <laughs> so here you go. I get it. Okay, I understand. Now, Trisha, talk to me a little bit about hard songs because I think that's cool. Because I'm an author myself, and I think that's awesome that you have a line of greeting cards. So what up with that? Um, well, I started uh, doing greeting cards about 15 years ago, and um, and uh, was doing them through recycled paper greetings. And um, for a while, it was kind of you know, it was like a daily thing where I would just and and do these cards for like hours, and um, it was such a great creative outlet and something that I had a lot more control over than the acting, and um, so I was really, really good and and producing a lot of designs for a few years there, about you know, like two thousand or so, and um, for a while I had my own kiosk at Target, and they were being sold at Cost Plus and in, you know, every single, every place that Recycled Paper Greetings were sold. And then I kind of stopped doing them for a while, but a lot of my cards stayed on the shelves, which is really good. And I just started getting back into it um, last summer, and I'm loving it, loving it, and also creating a new line as well. Um, and it's just, again, it's just really calming, and, you know, it's just kind of a great way to spend a few hours. You feel really productive, but you also feel, like, so creatively satisfying. <laughs> I know exactly. Now, if this little girl now, in Wisconsin if, wanted to find your cards, can I do that? Yeah, I mean, uh, Recycle Paper Greetings is now uh, part of Papyrus. So anywhere where Papyrus oh. is sold, yeah. Okay, You'll, gotcha. Okay, Romy, I want to talk about... I have two questions for you, Romy. Oh. First of all, uh, maybe explain the crying bed, <laughs> the excellent crier uh, title. Yeah, that you want out. me to... And then, of course... Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, 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 no. Go ahead. I, I want to hear the. I, I, I'm, I'm a, 
I'm unbelievably impressed with both uh, Trisha and Jason. I was like, yes, greeting cards. Oh, my God, you're a painter. I was like, God damn it. And, and now she's going to ask me. I was like, I got nothing. But go ahead. <laughs> no. You can cry. On- I, you didn't I, let me finish. Okay. I was going to say, Romy, of course, obviously, the S1 crier title, which you have. But I, I'm very, I myself personally am very moved and very touched by, I've gone through and I've looked at these posts that you have on your Facebook page as far as animal rescue and, and that sort of thing. And I have a very dear friend of mine who does a, a tremendous amount with that. And I have the utmost respect for people that support animal rescue and animal advocacy. So I'm curious to ask you um, why. Is it something that's special to your heart for some reason? I mean, I... I do. I've I've got two two rescue dogs. I'd probably have more if 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 my husband actually um, allowed me to. But I, you know, it just um, I I have a 25 year old stepson, so I don't have kids of my own. So I kind of look upon my my animals as as such. But it's just you know um, I've always loved them. I was always that kid who you know at you know four years old would go up to the strange dogs in the, the street and kind of you know was never frightened of them. Just kind of um, uh, spoke their language, so to speak. And, you know, now, I mean, I, I don't, I have to say that I support a lot of friends who really are in the trenches, you know, who really are out there fostering and, and and you know, I do, I raise money or, you know, I get the word out. I wish I was more involved with it. Kind of, that's the unfortunate thing about being kind of an actor for hire is that you always have to be available. So uh, sometimes doing the other things besides raising money become you know your time becomes limited but it just i don't know i i definitely was with some kind of mutt in a former life i'm sure of it mm-hmm. so i want to ask these two questions to each of you um if you could just please tell me what role out of the ones that i've listed do you personally feel that you're best at and also if you could what else would you want to add to your resume at some point oh good question hmm. excellent thank you <laughs> Jason, you want to want to take it first? <laughs> so, what, so sorry, my child was talking to me. What? what oh no, no, uh, that's okay. Two questions. Of all the life roles that you possess, and of course, obviously, it's a given when it comes to being a dad, so we know that already. So, professionally speaking, um, name the role that you feel that you're most proficient at, and of course, what would you like to add to your resume if you could down the line? So, what I'm most, what I, you mean, as I was as an actor, what I've been most proficient at, is that what you mean? Well, meaning like you're, you're an actor, you're a writer, you're a director, you're a producer. Out of all those titles, I mean, what would you I, say I think I'm like a professional? I actually would have to say, like, writing. I mean, I write a lot, and I just, it's the purest form of, like, creativity. It's the only thing that really actually satisfies me. I mean, I'm satisfied as an actor because I've been able to make a living, but a lot of the times you're just doing a role, and then you're gone. You don't have any other creative input other than sort of your personality, but when you write and you create or when you paint, it's just, for me, it's just being creative. I mean, it's sort of why I like doing all the stuff, uh, all the different professions um, or the trades, I should say, because of the creativity. It's just actually writing. To, even if nobody sees or if no one does anything, it just it feels like I'm the most satisfied, even if I don't get paid for it. That, that's what I love the most. That's what I feel the most proficient in. Um, mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I would huh. agree with I, I, I'm, I'm going to okay. answer the same way. I think um, I think I'm a much better writer than I am an act, uh, an actor, but um, it's just so hard. <laughs> it's just so hard, and I don't know if I have that discipline where you just even if you don't feel like it, even if you're not inspired, 
even if you're not feeling creative, to sit down and write every day. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work. And, um, but I actually do think I'm, I'm good at it. And I think, you know, the thing that I'd like to add to my resume is, you know, my writing partner is Alex Caphorner, who played my, um, my co-star on New Adventures of Old Christine. Um, she was the other meanie mom. Mm-hmm. And um, we write really, really well together, and um, we're a great team on and off camera. And, you know, so ideally one day we would love to kind of write and produce and star in our own, our own thing. That's sort of our goal. The story of the Indigo Girls. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. so exactly funny, actually. Be. I want to see that story. Yeah, right? Right. The blonde Indigo goodness. Girls. Right. Yeah. Um, so for me, yeah, I think that um, I'd probably say that I'm I'm definitely more proficient in in acting than writing. Though I love, I mean, I love the outline and pitch part of writing, but I do not have the the discipline. And what I would love to add mm-hmm. to the to the resume, even though now I'm feeling, I don't know, bruised and hurt by Trisha just wanting to do a show with Alex Cap Horner, but um, <laughs> is that is that we turned Bitter Party Five into a half-hour comedy on, you know, on HBO or Showtime or FX, you know, kind of like a Curb Your Enthusiasm. That I would love to add to the resume. Oh, yeah. Ooh, oh, that, too. Good oh, yeah. answer. That's what I meant. Uh-huh. Really good. That's what I meant Excellent. to say. Really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good job. Okay. How are we doing so far? Everybody okay? Am I asking bad yeah. questions or are we doing all right so far? No, no, no. You're perfect. We're happy. Oh, no, you're perfect. Okay, good. Let's talk about prizes. That's what I call them. Some folks claim that the um, the true sign of success is found within the amount of accolades that one receives. Now, that's some people that have that rationale. So before I ask these two questions I'm going to, let me just mention um, to the audience that's listening, I know that Romy had won Best Actress for John John in the Sky. I know Jason was nominated um, for a Drama Desk Award for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Musical for Contact. And Trisha, of course, was named 100 Women Making a Difference in Chicago, which I find extremely impressive as well. So two questions to all of you. Would you agree on that? Would you agree on the caveat that success is found within the amount of accolades you receive from your industry? And second of all, how pertinent do you think it is to have such things in terms of securing future employment? Well, I mean, God, I mean, it's kind of both. I mean, but also, how many Twitter followers do you have? I mean, I've heard it's, producers say they look at your Twitter followers, yeah. and are you, and you know, almost it, almost like that is more important than. Anything else, like what's your IMDb rating number? It's ridiculous. And, all, and it's not really about, it's not always who's the best actor in the room or for an audition or for furthering your career. I, I feel like it's, I feel it's like a very lot rarely. of it is luck. A lot of it is luck. Well, and your talent I, is what gives you longevity. That's how I feel. It has become a popularity contest, for sure. So in that respect, um, it, it matters a great deal how, you know, recognized and popular and how many accolades you've gotten. I mean, it, it just does. And like Jason said, I would, I would go as far as to say it's never about whether or not you're the best one for the job or the best one in the audition or the most right for the part. I, I, I don't remember the last time that the, the person who was most right for the job got the job, you know. Right. It is. It's, it's a popularity contest now. It's gotten harder and harder and harder to work. Um, it's really discouraging. And it's gotten harder and harder to work because the people who are kind of, um, you know, it used to just be there were three networks or, or whatever, and they were their own bosses. But now the networks and studios are owned by corporations, so they have shareholders and all those people to answer to. So it does 
does yeah. become a popularity contest, as as Jason and, and and Trisha said. And so the Twitter, you know, the Twitter followers and this, and whether or not you're verified, like all of those things that you don't learn about certainly in in a, in drama school or acting school, but it. And so having a nomination or having people talk about you or any of that, you know, everything helps. But then, you know, you, you still have to go in there and do a good job. But what's so frustrating now is that because of they make less movies and things like that, there's just so many people available. Mm-hmm. So, yes, talent and patience and tenacity. You know, I mean, if you, it really is survival of the fittest. And... and and whether or not, you know, I mean, you know, it's like I definitely, um, I mean, I feel fortunate to be a character actor because I, I will continue to work as I get older. You know, I was like never the ingenue. So, it, it, you know, in that, I, I figure I can, I can hold on for a few more years. And also, when I got out of school, where everybody was the best actor from the state that they came from, right? Right, yeah. Everyone was the best actor that got into Carnegie Mellon. And then you get there and you're like, we're all terrible. I mean, you know, and, you, and then you learn, and then four years later you're – and a lot of people, a lot of it has to do with can you deal with living in New York and L.A.? Can you deal with a lot of rejection? There are some people who come right out of school, they pop right away, and then nothing after. Or they pop, and they pop their whole lives. But a majority of actors are struggling working out, trying to get the next job. You could be the best painter in the world. If your paint is in, in, in Molly's Coffee Shop on East 12th Street and blah, 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 and nobody see, no one cares, and it doesn't matter. But you could be the best painter in the world. It's all just a matter of where you're hanging, where you're acting. Like, I mean, look at the Best Supporting Actress category, right. people who win. They, you know, a lot, it's like a jinx almost where you don't really do anything after or your career's over, and they kind of say it's almost better to be nominated than it is to win. Yeah, some of the best actors I've ever met have are have long ago quit and moved, you know, moved away and started doing something else. Yeah, it's really about can you survive in it? Can you survive in the rejection of it? And you just have to grow that shield over yourself and say, right. you know, I'm, I'm, I, you're being judged on when you walk in the room, and if you look like the producer's ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend, and they hate them. They're not going to cast you, even though you could be the best person for the role, which right. I still yeah. think is when – when anyone says, oh, they, they, they could, you know, the only person could play this role, I feel like that's BS. I mean, there's so many actors, well, so many people can play it. It's completely subjective because it's someone's opinion. It's just that the most important opinion is whoever's the head of that studio or the head of that network or whatever at that mm-hmm. time. So a lot of the times, I mean, I definitely – I mean, I love actors. I love what I do. And I will, and I love television, watching television. But you know, a lot of the times I'm like, they got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there is no rhyme or reason, or you know, you you see people who get you know chance after chance after chance, and you know, yeah. the shows get canceled, whatever. You're like, why did you give someone else a chance? It's like you know, there's no there's no rhyme or reason. You know, if if you're a doctor, you or if you go to med school, you're going to come out being a doctor, definitely. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if if you're an actor, hopefully it'll work, yeah. you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Yes, I do. So, you I know, know. And, I've said this a hundred times before. God. And there definitely is, is something, you know, there definitely is something where being on stage and, you know, and, and when you watch someone on stage or you watch uh, someone on film, there is that, whatever that it is, 
you know, I definitely, I'm sure you guys where you're sitting in the audience and you can't take your eyes off that one person in the ensemble of six. Yeah. And so that's kind of that unspoken thing that you can't be taught, you know, that, you know, it just is. So I think that that's also one of, one of the things that counts in whether or not you make it. And in Bitter sure. Party of Five, it's the big ashtray leap on the table that yes, you can't keep your it eyes is. off. It's none of us. None of us. None of us. <laughs> except, except, when Mary just that. Rose. except when Mary just wrote. <laughs> oh, my That's God. Listen to that. Goodness. Well, you'll be happy to know that if my book takes off this year, I'm going to formulate a production company with a friend of mine, and then I'm going to employ every one of my actor friends that I have ever met in my entire life. So there you go. That'll solve that problem. I'll just keep actors employed all year round with all of my reality ideas, et cetera, et cetera. But that's going to take a lot of work, so just cross your fingers like the next two years. And it's so exhausting. Yeah. Oh, sure? It's so tiring. (laughs) But but we're about to talk about all that tiring work and all those long hours put in to try to get the roles, and, and I'm going to talk about your actual body of work. I know, of course, today that some of our focus is going to be on your web series, but maybe not all of the audience knows or realizes the depth of your work in television or film. And obviously, between all three guests combined, we could be on air all day long talking about each and every project they've ever done. So I've kind of condensed it up a little bit. So I'm going to detail some of the things that you've done, and then I have a few questions relative to this. Um, As far as Romy, uh, you have done CSI, Justified, of course, Glee, Nip and Tuck, um, The Avengers, and Kung Fu Panda 2. As far as Trisha, we have Two and a Half Men, CSI, Frasier, The New Adventures of Old Christine, Outside Sales, and uh, Weather Girl, which you also, of course, served as producer for that particular film. Um, And as far as Jason, we have Minority Report, Two Weeks Notice, with the also upcoming animated series Electric City with Tom Hanks. Um, So there's a couple different questions I have here, the first of which is, for each of you, are you more drawn by nature to comedic roles or to dramatic roles? Oh, God, comedic for me. I feel so boring if, if I don't get, like, applause or laughter after I say something. <laughs> I feel like I've, I've failed. Um, there, I just love the energy of um, doing comedy, you know. I mean, I'll do both, and I'm just happy to be working. Whatever somebody will give me, I'll take. But um, I would much yeah. rather stay making people laugh. Yeah, me, if it's a, if, oh, sorry. yeah, sorry, go ahead, Romy. Ladies first. Oh, oh you're, oh, you're nice. Aww. And you're pretty. Just and you're pretty. Do it. Just go. Stop no, it. Don't just yell go. at me. I'm sensitive. <laughs> um, uh, I used to only do comedy, and then they, they, I, I truly realized like I could cry on cue. And now I actually do. I, I, I enjoy drama. I like the challenge of drama, but obviously I love doing comedy. But um, if uh, if an audition comes in for a drama or a comedy, I feel that it's it's quote unquote easier for me to do the dramatic stuff, which is weird. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, for me, it's a lot of comedy. I mean, I. But there are some casting directors who who've only ever cast me in what's considered as a, a drama or not a com- comedy movie. But that's. But I'm still playing roles that the guy is a little bit off, or he's like, like in Minority yeah. Report, it was basically like he's a sketchy guy, but he still does. He still helps out Tom Cruise, the lead guy in the movie. It's like, that's what I kind of fit in between. Like, the guy will smile, but I'll also stab you in the back, but I'll also be snarky at you. So it's, it is mostly comedies, even if it's in a drama. Right, yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, and I love physical comedy, but, you know, a lot of, it's, it's rare that women are allowed to do it. Because, Sydney, I, I, um, I don't know if you know this, but women aren't funny, or at least we've been told that. 
So, <laughs> oh, that is you a know. bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Well, Sorry, yeah. but that's true. That's right. a bunch of crap. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Trisha, did you answer that question? I don't think you did, did you? No, yes, yeah, no, I said I'd much rather do comedy. Any day of oh, the yeah, week I would much right. rather do I apologize. Okay. I love a really gotcha. good um Next. I really do love uh like dramedies as well. You know what I mean? Like you, 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 where you find the funny and, and very unfunny situations. Right. Um <laughs> which uh, is life. You know? Of course. I agree. One hundred percent. Okay, next question. Which do you find more challenging? Television or film production? More t- kind of the same. I mean, in terms of, of getting same. a job or in, t- in terms of making it? I think in terms of actual work. Like some TV actors that I talk to, they're just like, oh, my God, we're here on set. It's 14 hours long. We're standing around. We're shooting the breeze. Da, 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 da. Whereas, you know, the production is different between one and another. Some actors just prefer to be in one genre versus the other for whatever reason. So I was just curious. Nah, not I mean, really honestly, any different. I mean, what difference is there? It's not really. It's, it's just it a is. longer schedule for uh, – we're usually – for film, where you're doing, you know, in, um, in television, you're doing seven or eight pages a day, which, you know, depending on how many scenes, blah, blah, blah. So you're doing a lot more in a day, and you've got to do an entire episode mm-hmm. if it's a one hour in seven or eight days, and if it's a half hour in four or five days. So film, mm-hmm. at least for, like, the big budget stuff, they have, you know, they have three months to do it, to do a two-hour film. So it all right. depends yeah. upon what it is. I would much rather do, I mean, just as a mom, the sitcom schedule is by far the most conducive to, um, you know, having children. Um, the schedule is much easier. And so, you know, that that is the reason why I would ideally do a sitcom over anything else is just because I get to see my kids in the morning and get to put them to bed at night, whereas sure. any other job, you know, you're, you're, it's 16-hour days. So, Of course. Sure. I understand. Now, if I were to ask each of you, tell me what your best work was, what would you say it is to this point in time? Your best work? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Whether it be a show, whether it be a production Bobby of some Bitter kind. Probably Bitter Party of Five. Yeah. Right. Bitter Party of Five. <laughs> I knew that It's probably Bitter Party of Five because it's the most, it's the mo- for me, actually, it's, it's weird. I mean, you know, Bitter Party of Five, it, it doesn't, it's, it's a real thing, even though we're not getting paid. I guess it's funny because actors are feel like, when you get paid, it's real. When you don't get paid, it's like a favor, and it doesn't really count. But, you know, I, when I did Contact on Broadway, that was, you know, because we created the the show in workshop form before uh, it got Lincoln Center picked it up to start as off-Broadway, and then we moved to Broadway, then we won the Tony and everything. That was really, really, really great because, again, it goes back to being creative with the with the show, with workshopping it and being part of that original. So you feel like you're sort of, writing it as an actor for them as opposed to you don't sit there and write it with them, but you're, you are creating it with them. And that really, for me, was what changed my career because once we, once we got great reviews and won the Tony, everybody was coming. So that's how I got into, into Minority Report because Steven Spielberg came and saw it and cast me in that. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you're in high-profile stuff, when you have heat on you, it really makes a difference. Right. But for me, that, that role in Contact on Broadway live for two years Really, uh, really was my favorite and has uh, done the most for my creativity and my career. Okay. Yeah. Ladies? I think for, I, oh, I, I think for, I, I, I always say I haven't done it yet, but um, I did an episode of Nip Tuck, which just was kind of a very, very challenging role. It was a very emotional role. And um, 
uh, it was re- and it was also really fun because I got to have prosthetic makeup and and go through all you know all of that. So sitting in makeup mm-hmm. for four hours and having this stuff applied to you, um, you don't really have to do a lot of acting because you just look in the mirror and if you're missing half a face, you're like, oh, okay, I don't have to do anything. Um, but but it also <laughs> in- introduced me to Ryan Murphy and then you know and then and then and then came Glee. And though my stuff in Glee is it's uh, definitely quality over quantity, but it's been, um, you know, it's definitely because, especially in the beginning, it was so high profile that my recognition level became higher because of that. You know, okay. as, as far as a person goes, oh, I've never heard of her. You know, she plays the mom in Glee. Oh, yeah, you know, so it's one of those. Okay. So, yeah, for me, I mean, I, I, I think I just had to say old Christine, just I mean, I, I don't know if it was the best work I've ever done, but it was definitely the most fun I've had, you know. It was five years, and we were like a family. And, you know, I think – and I got to work with Alex Cap Horner, who I already mentioned. But, you know, we had some we, – we ended up sharing a dressing room for five years because we were such good friends. And we – you know, so that was just a really great time. Um, and plus, There's I do that think Indigo that Girls. Indigo, Indigo Girls. Girls. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to do the remake. Or do the – yeah. The, yeah. Um, <laughs> I also just think that, you know, that type of character, I, I love to play, and I think I'm good at it. Um, and then Weather Girl, I'm really proud of just, you know, not just the, the acting, but I was just proud that we made that little movie and that it turned out so well. No. <laughs> it literally sounded like Holden was like, I'm not sure. I think you were both, you were good in both, Tricia. I was, I'm, I'm ready for Holden, Jason's Thanks, son. Thanks, sweetie. Yeah, exactly. Get on the phone. <laughs> No, I'm like, I thought you were great of in Two and, and a Half Men. What? Yes. Holden thinks Two I was great in Two and a Half Men. I think so. I think yeah. I heard say that. <laughs> Thanks, Holden. <laughs> now, before we bring us on to Bitter Party of Five, because I think we have to actually talk about that, because that's part of the reason you're here. But I wanted to ask this, because I'm always very curious about this. Um, obviously, you all have a personal life. Um, maybe tell your audience a little bit um what would we not expect? Because obviously, you know, we all have this perception of what an actor does with his day and this and that. So tell them a little something personal. And moreover, I'm just curious, um, how vital or how pertinent do you think it is that, that you have a spouse or a partner that's supportive of your endeavors? Well, I don't have one anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and and I ask. feel like an ass now. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. You can oh, have mine. I'm you can kidding. A very, very good, uh, good ending. That is amazing. To, uh, Really, we're we're great friends and great co-parents. Um, I was just I was just trying to make you laugh, but um, but <laughs> but he was very very supportive of my career, and that is extremely important. And I'll let one of the currently married people finish that <laughs> the answer to that question. Well, well, Romy and I are both with actors, actresses. Uh, I'm with an actress. Well, you know what? Um, I'm with an actress too. I mean, he's very he's very he's 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 very effeminate. I mean, let's face it. Oh my God! Literally, <laughs> literally crickets. I mean, oh my God. I mean, we love Steven. We can't make fun of him oh my God. too much. But but yeah. yes. So um, it's uh, I think it's both. I mean, at least for me, I had never dated an actor before ever in my life. I was like, oh my God, cannot be with someone who's talking about themselves all the time like I do. Right. Um, and uh, <laughs> but it's it, it is both in my situation unbelievably. Supportive and the rest of it because he knows what it is. And then on the flip side, like okay. so, 
I can be the supportive wife and everything. But on the flip side, he is a very successful actor, and therefore he is offered things so often that it becomes um, okay. it, it, it. You know, you can't help but take it personally. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> if it, if I was a man, I I would work too as much as you know, which is untrue because he's unbelievably talented. But the running joke of of bitter is that um, you know he just works all the time, and in fact. Those guys confused. They said that um, that Stephen had done a voice in Kung Fu Panda Two, and I had to correct them and tell mm-hmm. them no, it was it was it was actually me that did that. I even cast re- I, I, oh. I cast cast Romy with her own husband. Yes, yeah. <laughs> in my story. <laughs> yep, oh yep. my God! Sorry, oh my honey. God. <laughs> I'm still sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay, I got it. So I guess that, that that's a good. Oh, I guess I can ask you guys this question because um, I'm a single person. I'm not a married person. Um, I have an interest in an actor, and I was thinking about that. I've dated musicians, and they are they are the narcissistic ones. I don't know if you guys. I have a lot of friends who are musicians, and they're wonderful, but can tend to be on the little egotistical side of things. Probably more even than actors, I think. But that's just my opinion. And I love them dearly. But um, possible. What is exactly? I'm just I'm just thinking to myself. I'm like I'm a writer. I have absolutely no acting ability. I'm like, do actors just gravitate to other actors? I mean, should I just flee now and try to find myself a Stephen Kingish type person? Oh no no no! I mean, I I was never ever ever attracted to actors. I mean, I I I just wasn't. I also wanted more stability and the rest of it. And I you know I definitely think sure. you know you wind up who you wind up with. But um, right. you know, actors, it's it is. It's uh, it's definitely a tough a tough road because it's there's so much involved with the ego in getting the job. So if an actor has a job and is working, they're on top of the world. But if it's day after day after day and they're auditioning or they're not auditioning, it kind of wears on the soul. So so that person has to just mm-hmm. be a very strong um, uh, have a strong sense of self, you know. And if you get one of okay. those, then an actor can be a blast. Hmm. Interesting. And, and yeah, you know, who you that. meet. Yes. Well, yeah. That's our. So yeah. we're going to be meeting actors more than we're going to be meeting, you know, accountants and people like yeah. that. Sure. I don't. Yeah. I don't think anybody's really sense. actor, so to speak. But it's just kind of who we are. You know, we, we run into. With. Right. Also, actors. <laughs> is, uh, other actors are like everybody. Most actors are really, really good in the sack. So it's just really exciting. <laughs> Because if right. you find somebody that has some problems, like daddy issues, it's amazing. <laughs> terrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I'm you know, you know, you're you're terrible. You're on the show. Nice. Nice. Terrible. Now we're getting acts on here. This is, I had an actor tell me the other day I was hot as shit. That was an exact quote. I was like, did you really right. just say that? I mean, he's like 48 years old. I'm like, hot as shit. Yeah. I, oh. I wasn't sure if I should be flattered or, like, jaw dropped. Like, Really? People talk like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was. It was. I think it was. Very he might be forty-eight, but place. but he plays like thirty-two. So hot as <laughs> shit actually does work. His age range is thirty-two yeah. to thirty-nine. <laughs> well, yeah, it's kind of working. I guess we'll see. We will see how it is. Now um, we get to talk about Bitter Party Five. So I have a Wait, Cindy, really quick. You're gonna like it. Sorry. Yes. Can I interrupt yes. for one second? I, I of sadly have to go and. Take my child to nap, but I'll give the oh, ladies no. to talk about bitter. Will okay. you do the last? You just give your thing, and then we'll um, and then hang up, Jason, and then I'm gonna go um at noon. What? Okay. 
Give us your take on bitter, and then you can hang up and tend to your child. Yeah. See, the yeah. take on bitter is Please. we met doing a Roseanne Barr, John Goodman, NBC pilot. It was their 20-year anniversary to come back to television together. And this was like, oh, we're gonna, it's going to get picked up. It's NBC. It's John Goodman, Roseanne Barr. We started to have lunch with each other, the five of us. We were having a great time, and then we started to hear that it wasn't going to happen, and we were percolating, and then we were dead, and then it wasn't going, and then it didn't get picked up. And we were like, "What the f?" And so we were like, "Well, let's stay together. Let's do something together." And so we came up with the idea of interviewing more famous people than us, and but mm-hmm. the show tried to make the show about us to make ourselves feel better and to figure out what are we doing wrong with our careers? Why aren't we as famous as you guys that are sitting across from us? Right. Mm-hmm. right. All right, bye. I love you. Hi, Jason. Cindy, you're hot as shit. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> bye, Jason. Thank you for being bye, on. Guys. Okay. Absolutely. Bye. All bye. right, ladies. That leaves us, too. Or us three, rather. It's all feminine, and I kind of like that. Sometimes it's nice to have the boys. Sometimes it's nice to just have the girls. So we can still cover everything. Um, And I want to read the segue to you because uh, I think it's important to let you guys know what I think um, because I have watched your program repeatedly. Um, I believe that each of you are unique in your own right, and you carry a very very good spirit for satirical work, and you delve into uncharted territory with this web series, of course, entitled Bitter Part of Your Five. In watching the program, I, I just love the continual... What I call it is banter while beveraging, which I kind of like. The sexual and social moves that go on and the overall connection between characters. Um, I also find it inspiring that such a quality segment could be produced within a short segmented time frame, which, um, you know, a lot of times the the product and the point needs a lot longer. So um, I just want to name off, obviously, because not all five of you are here, but, of course, uh, Trisha O'Kelly and Romy Rosemont, Jason Antoon, who is here, Greg Cromer, is that pronounced properly, Mm -hmm. I hope? Um, mm-hmm. And Mary Bride's song, of course. Or Bird song, Bird excuse me. Bird song. Right, yeah. Oh, my God, I should have had that right. Um, I was so excited to talk to Mary, too, because I've seen her art, and it's absolutely beautiful, um, yeah. too. So please, oh, yeah. uh, please pass that along to her if I don't get a chance to speak to her, because I just think she's marvelous, and uh, we have some, some – some, I can't talk. Some I don't know why Mary wasn't – um, no idea what happened. And Greg had an audition, but we all wanted to be here, just so you know. Oh, yes. Oh, no, no, no. And I understand that. And Danny had mentioned that to me, and I just found that out. So I'm like, I just, I feel badly because I'm like, oh, I was so prepared, and I really wanted to get their viewpoint. But this will be a good excuse to invite them to come back individually because I'd like to still talk to them. Um, Okay, so prior to recently, I, along with thousands of others, were not aware that, of course, each of the cast members, each one of you is hands-on for each element of the show, and the crew are volunteers. And further, um, it's even more awe-inspiring to know that none of you, of course, are, are, as far as I know, garnishing a paycheck in terms of the web series. So um, I just find that just staying true to one's passion in the ultimate fashion. Um, So first off, uh, how did you convince individuals to kind of embark on this journey with you, considering, of course, they're not being subsidized by income? And moreover, has this production kind of um, taken you away from your day jobs, or how do you kind of squeeze all of this in? Well, first of all, we, we've asked uh, every guest that's been on our show um, is a friend of ours, and um, you know, and mostly mostly friends of Romy's. In fact, because Romy is the mayor of Hollywood, and no, no. every uh-huh. uh, so no. it was pretty easy to get that. You know, it was just really about uh, when their schedule would allow for them to come and visit. Um, and then in terms of shooting, you know, we shoot like three in a day, and um, each interview takes about two hours. Um, okay, and so we just on a weekend, and then 
you know, okay. had to edit it way down to 10 minutes, which is really hard. Sure. Well, definitely. I mean, um, that's, yeah, and, and, and also, you know, um, our, our producers at the time had relationships um, with, with a lot of the, the other crew people who had worked for them, and so, you know, by the kindness of strangers kind of thing, or they wanted to hang out and, and watch something ridiculous and silly, or were fans of Martin Short, or fans of, you know, of of, um, of Stevens or Rachel Harris or, or something like that. So, you right. know, it was definitely we we definitely promised that people would would go home having having spent the day laughing. So that right. was and hopefully drunk. Well, drunk and and and, 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 and I baked and I, and I would bake for every yeah, right. I would do craft service. That's true. She would bake, and one of us take out with one of them. Right, that exactly. Honor oh only. Guarantee. Listen to this. Only guarantees. You'll laugh. You'll get drunk. Romy will bake for you, and you can make out with one of us. Oh my God! Look at that. How much more could one possibly ask for? Oh, and talk about vibrators because that one was like oh, right, exactly. Alice and Janney. That was so funny. Exactly. It just cracked me up. And then when he grabbed her and kissed her, and I thought, oh, my God, this is too funny. Or, wait, my yeah. sister. Um, uh, the content in the casting, meaning um, now do each one of you write and create, or do you have, like, a, a central group of writers that does the, the bulk or part and parcel of it? For Bitter Party 5? Yeah. Oh, no, we, it, I mean, it's all – we just come up with the questions we want to ask, and then, and then the okay. rest of it's all improvised. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, and 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 we and and we have a, a pre-production meeting, and we kind of discuss, and and we um and we kind of contribute to each other, or say like, hey, how about you do that, or or you know, it's a very collaborative thing, but what what winds up happening is definitely off the cuff, which is why it's okay. you know gotcha. we yeah a workout. Okay. Now, in terms of obviously being the writers or creators of the show, I should say, so you come up with your own content, are there any particular lines that you won't cross? I mean, there's, there's some series or some shows where they're like, we're not going to talk about this, or we're not going to make fun of this or this or this. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, things that, especially if it's a friend, if you know things, you kind of veer people, say like, uh, yeah, I don't want you asking about, you know, whether it's personal life or or or, or something that, that they have been asked to you know at infinitum um it's like with with dot marie jones she's um, a champion arm wrestler and i was like she's asked that on every show let's let's stay away from that right. so more things like that no yeah i usually okay. say if it's my say you know is there anything off limits you know right. but they, they 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 usually come into it having seen the show kind of knowing the vibe and the tone and that kind of a thing, um, but they they absolutely have no idea what we're going to ask them, which is kind of exciting. Okay. Um, ask them if there's anything they don't want to talk about or don't want mentioned. Gotcha. Okay. And then in terms of doing a web series, because we of course aren't privy to this information, you know, we're not standing there in front of you. So um, I'm just wondering how large of a staff is employed to actually put production together let's say one show for instance is it a cumulative effort of a large number of people or is it really not that complex no well, it's just us. yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it's just, oh, wow. uh, yeah and trisha and i actually do the the majority of the of of the pre-editing we had an editor and again everybody was doing it for pennies or for nothing so it what? was um you know Probably we and were, I would just go through time codes and like cut out like the first 20 minutes and then send to the editor and then he would, you know, put it together and then we would go through that cut and, and cut out a bunch more and send it to the editor. And then, he, I mean, it, you know, it was a huge, huge, long process. 
Um, but, you know, it was, it's like, like you said before, it's all kind of a labor of love for us. We, we're not getting paid. Um, the crew's not getting paid. So we kind of just do it because we believe in the project. Gotcha. Now, I wanted to cite some of your past episodes. You had uh, Chris Colfer, Martin Short, Alfred Molina, Allison Janney, um, Martha Plimpton from The Good Wife. I love her. She's obvi- wonderful. Um, obviously, those of us, those that are not privy to entertainment and actors and such, you just see the screen persona or a brief two-minute interview a lot of times when you see a celebrity. So I was curious to ask you, the guests that you've had to date thus far, are they as funny on screen when they come onto your show as they are off? Or have you ever had a real serious character come on and you've had to kind of put a flame under them to get them entertaining? Does that make sense? I yeah, think all of... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. Oh, no, I was, I was, I was going to say, I think everyone, I mean, everyone is unique and they're hilarious in their own way, but we definitely have had people who were very nervous because that's not their medium because, they, you know, they're used to, you know, a script and and, um, you know, and someone writing the dialogue because they never know the questions we're going to ask. They don't know what's going to come their way. Now, everybody had seen the show, so and, and that's, I think, why they were a little nervous. But because we are who we are, um, you know, and, you know, fairly compassionate and sensitive people, we were never, we, we were gonna, we were never going to put them in harm's way. Right. So exactly. if they went along for the ride, but, you know, editing can make even the most frightened person funny. So that's what we tried to do. Yeah. yeah. And I'll go ahead and say there who it seemed like had never seen the show and it was horribly uncomfortable, but I'm not right. going to name names. Yeah. <laughs> and you know who I'm talking not about. Right? Anybody yeah. Oh, yeah. Not yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any criteria for a guest or is it just kind of they have to be an actor? They have they to be have more to, famous right. us, which pretty much leaves it wide open. Wide open. Oh, my gosh, hush, that is so not true. Oh, my gosh, that's not <laughs> yeah. true. Not true at all. No, but, I have but, that, that, um, but that really is. The, yes, go ahead. That really is. It's, I mean, they just have to work a lot more than we do or on something or, you know, and 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 as the show really progresses, we're, you know, we people want us to even get, quote, unquote, more famous people, but that's just because that brings more eyes to the to the show and to, you know. That brings up a good point. I mean, because we, we, we have really – Stayed, uh, stayed true to that we want them to be like true celebrities. You know what I mean? They've, they're actors who have earned their way up and, you know, are recognizable for a reason and yada, yada, yada. We're not going to have any reality stars on there who are famous for no reason. We're not going to have, you know, people who put a video online that went viral. And You know what I mean? Like we, we are interviewing actors who uh, have been established in their careers, and I think we've stayed true to that. We, we want to have some respect. <laughs> right, exactly. Gotcha. No, I understand exactly. Now, do you take suggestions ever? Yeah. From? For a guest. Oh, yeah. Guest. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, sure. I have a huge suggestion. I will kiss the ground you walk on. I will I will interview every week all year round if you put this person on your show. Yeah. I don't know how you're going to get them, but keep it Sutherland. Oh, yeah. Sutherland? We've got to get very oh. famous to do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I know some. And I've... Go on. Well, no, I mean, we probably know somebody who knows somebody who knows him, so it's not completely far-fetched. Well, and I've been chasing him for a year. I mean, I've literally been chasing him for a year, and I'm like, oh, my God, I just can't get this guy, and I keep getting closer and closer and closer, and I'm like, well, we'll just keep asking everybody, get him on a show or get this or get that. So that's my little suggestion, of course. Um, But I think you're all fabulous. I mean, absolutely fabulous. 
I have oh, two more questions so for you. And Oh, you're quite welcome. And after these two questions, I'll let you ladies go because you've done so fabulously, and I'm so in awe of you. I can't even believe how well this has gone. Um, I want to talk a little bit about future guests. I saw some of the people coming, Roseanne Barr, uh, Bradley Whitford, and um, Kaylee Cuoco. Is that how that's pronounced? I never Kaylee Cuoco. Right. Well, um, now I've, it's Kelly Cuoco. Sweet, sweeter, sweet, sweeten. She because because she just okay. got married. So ah, uh, I gotcha. Okay, yeah. Now I'd heard the grapevine, and if I did hear this correctly, is that true that AHS sweetheart Sarah Paulson indicated wanting to come on the show? Is that right? She definitely. She, she definitely. She actually accosted me at a um, at a at a July Fourth party, and she was like, "Why aren't why why aren't I I why aren't I on your show?" Like, oh my god! Oh my god! And 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 I think she's beyond fantastic i mean such a such a girl crush on her and so you know the moment it happens she will be there yeah that'll be that fun. Would be awesome because i love ahs she is awesome her just yeah. laying the whole nine yards is absolutely lovely um so i'm just curious um as far as if you had a dream guest if there was one person that just tomorrow that you got that telephone call and they were like i'm coming on a show you'd be ecstatic who would that be oh god um <laughs> Hmm. Oh, Daniel Craig. Oh yeah, that'd be good. Oh, That's a good one. um, John Stewart. Ooh, John Stewart. That'd be a good one. A good one. How about um? Yeah. I might. I, I'm just I might looking be able to get to. Those two people are married. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Damn it. It's hard to find a single guy in Hollywood, isn't it? I it think. is. There are not a lot of it single is. ones out there anymore. I mean, and, and no. there really are not. I mean, I know Kiefer Sutherland is single. I've been knocking on that door for a while. Sorry, shouldn't have admitted that yeah. one, but it's true. It's that's my crush. It is true. That's my big one. But go ahead. It and he's pretty, and he's so talented, and so sweet. Anyways, that's enough about him. Um, towards the future, what do you envision for, or what is your eventual hope for Bitter, Bitter Party Five? Let's say a year down the road, or have you not got that far yet, or even considered what where are you going to go from this point? Well, I- Romy said it before, which is, you know, ideally we'd love to turn this into a scripted, improvised hybrid for, you know, a cable channel like Comedy Central or wherever. Um, but uh, that's kind of the goal, and that's sort of what we're we're working toward now. And then, obviously, a season two um, of, you okay. know, just keeping it on the Internet with the regular format for a season two. I gotcha. Now, before I forget to remind everybody, season two, when is that going to be initiating? Uh, Romy? We're- we are in the process of trying to find backing and sponsorship because we, you know, it, it, it definitely got to the point where people's kindness of strangers was, um, you know, the, the kindness of strangers. We never wanted to take advantage. And so, um, sure. you know, so so that part of it. So we're actually doing that before we um, uh, do um, another, another season. season we're, looking, okay. we're looking for cash. Okay. Well, I might be able to help you with that one. I'm coming to LA in two weeks. I could probably toot some serious horns. I'm doing a book signing, actually, um, and um, my friends are coming there, my actor friends, like Song of Anarchy and people that I've interviewed, and I'm really excited. And they know lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of people. So we should probably talk about that. Um, I could probably help you, and I would love to because I have to tell you, hands down, my initial assessment of all you guys, even though I didn't get all five of you, I was impressed the moment I just started looking at your careers, what you've done, what you look like, how you present yourself on camera, the way you talk off camera. You're all very impressive, and I think that you're just um, you're pretty big stars. And I just I love that you're just very. This is me. We're just this. 
stuff that I've done and all that stuff. And, and you take your craft very seriously and your passion even more seriously. Um, and I think that's incredible. And I'm very, very lucky to have met you. And I'm very lucky to hopefully be getting to know you over the future time. Um, oh, I would love you. that. That's, that's really, really oh, kind of you to say. Thank it's you. Very, very true also. Um, and I don't want to forget, I want to go through the rundown here so that everybody knows. Uh, as far as Bitter Party of Five, it does have a Facebook page, which is Bitter Party of Five. Um, you can find, of course, the uh, episodes on YouTube. Uh, and also the Twitter handle is at Bitter Party of, and that's the number five, not five. Now, right. as it relates to uh, Romy, you are on IMDb, YouTube, you are on Facebook, and you also have a Facebook fan page. And you're also on Twitter, which is at I do? Rosemont, and that's all together. I have yes, a Facebook according to, fan page? Uh, according to Facebook. <laughs> wow, we just <laughs> broke that one. She didn't even know. Um, God, that's Trisha, you, of course, have, uh, <laughs> you have a Facebook page and a fan page. Um, also, IMDB, <laughs> YouTube, and your Twitter handle, at Trisha O. Kelly, which is K-E-L-L-E-Y. Did I miss anything? Right. As as no, that's to read you guys at the end of you. I don't think no, so. No, you've covered everything. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, Thank you so much, Denise. It's really I tried a pleasure. To fun, fun, fun. Oh, well, quite welcome. I sent you guys a Facebook request. Please, um, if you feel so inclined, please go ahead and accept and send me over the information. I would absolutely love to pass along the word to people that I know because they work in your industry. And if I can't help you, I'm certain that they would find somebody who'd be more than interested. And you have an open-door policy here. Feel free to come back at any time, and please tell um, the other cast members I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to talk to them today. We Definitely will. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. Have a, fant- have a fantastic, fantastic day. Oh, my darling. Thank you so much. You too. Be well, okay. you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. All righty. Bye-bye. All right, folks. That was the Bitter Party of Five interviews. So very excited and such a great time. They're absolutely lovely, wonderful people, aren't they? Especially that Jason. Um Absolutely. Thanks so much to Danny uh, for setting this up because, of course, he brings me some of the best people in the industry. So thank you, Danny, for thinking of me, and thank you for allowing me the time to spend with these actors. Again, that bitter party of five cast, inclusive of Mary Birdsong and uh, Greg Krumer. I'm sorry that you weren't able to come today on the show. Romy Rosemont, Trisha O'Kelly, and, of course, Jason Antoon. Please, once again, Facebook, Bitter Party of Five, Twitter handle, at Bitter Party of, and that's the number five, IMDb and YouTube. And also, like I said, I will go ahead and post up all the links and information for all of the actors on my show page as well as my personal page. I thank you all so much for listening to today's show. Uh, please tune in. Uh, 5 o'clock, we're going to be having young DJ Slade coming on. And then at the 6 o'clock hour on Sun Spotlight will be David Fernandez, Jr., the actor. I look forward to talking to both of them later today, and you enjoy your afternoon. <laughs>